0: Father, we want to thank you so much, that you are so worthy of praise and honor, and thank you that you've received our praise as we sung to you, thank you you've spoken to us, thank you we've already met with you, and thank you now, Lord, as we open up your word again, we thank you that you're going to meet us again, and you're going to instruct us again, and you're going to move us on in your kingdom purpose again. So we thank you. Lord Jesus, you are the Lord of this whole meeting. No spirit, no troubling spirit, no unclean spirit. Nothing can frustrate you right now. You have a complete freedom to be the Lord of all right across this auditorium. In Jesus' name, Father, we pray. Amen. If you turn your Bibles, please, to Colossians chapter 1. We... uh, are very much emphasizing in these days, in this season of our life, the kingdom of God, aren't we? Yes, yes. Really, uh, we're always emphasizing the kingdom of God, that's who we are, but really we're honing in at the moment and talking about the kingdom, we're specifically advancing the kingdom, the power of the kingdom, the life of the kingdom, and uh, just what we've heard from the youth, that's the kingdom, yeah. the kingdom's come, kingdom's come here this morning already and the kingdom will come again. So let's just read a scripture, and I want to remind us of some things this morning, and then do a very, very practical thing, one practical thing, that's okay. Is that right? Good. Colossians chapter 1, verse 11. If you're a believer in Jesus, this is what's happened to you. May you be strengthened with all power, according to God's glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy giving thanks to the father who's enabled you to share in the saints inheritance in the light for he has rescued us from the domain of darkness and he has transferred us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins the new testament teaches and the bible teaches that the kingdom of god is not just in the future it's now It'll come in all its fullness in the future, but we're very much in it now. The scripture says that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Not that it will be. It is now. And if you've been born again, Jesus said you've been born again, you've been born of the Spirit, you've been born again into the kingdom of God. So anybody in the kingdom of God? Praise God. Let me tell you what you've come into then. The kingdom of God is, is active now. Today. The kingdom of God is the right of God to rule as God. The kingdom of God is God's rule, his authority, his government, his power. The Lord reigns. That's what we've been doing this morning. The kingdom of God is how God expresses his life. It's how he behaves. It's the realm in which God rules. You notice the word rule and authority and power? It's all to do with that. Jesus Christ is the king of the kingdom of God. Aren't you glad about that? And the church is the kingdom community. Church is not something to which you go. I said recently to someone, I said, I've been a Christian almost 50 years, I've never gone to church in my life. They try to get me saved again. You don't go to church. This is not a church. This is the church. That's what the prophetic song. This is the people. Church is people. Kingdom of God is greater than the church, and the church is here to manifest the kingdom. That's why we emphasize the kingdom. Otherwise, we're going to sit on our bottoms and seats and singing nice songs forever who wants to do that we are a kingdom people and the kingdom is now it's the rule of god now it's the life of god now it's the power of jesus christ now the kingdom of god is not a thing it's all about god's beloved son it's all about the lord jesus christ it's all about the holy spirit it's all about god the father it's a wonderful thing but you're part of it aren't you glad to be part of the kingdom because the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy. The kingdom of God is not misery. And if you're, living, if you're a miserable curmudgeon, you need to get the kingdom power of God in you. Because that's what the kingdom of God is. It's righteousness, peace, and joy, no matter what you're going through. The good, the bad, the indifferent, the ugly. The kingdom of God is great. It's wonderful. Why? Because it's the kingdom of the beloved Son. If you see Christian life as just attending church services and going through religious routines, you're going to get beaten. You're going to get downtrodden. Because God never intended you for that. He intended you to live in a kingdom. And his kingdom is the greatest thing the world has ever seen. Jesus is the king of this kingdom. And he's established his kingdom in me. And I'm his subject. See, Jesus is not a constitutional monarch like our queen, bless the queen. But Jesus is not like the queen. He's he's not a constitutional monarch. She has no power. He has all the power. Jesus is not a wanderer looking for a home to live in. You know, we used to sing an old song, "Is is there any room in your heart for Jesus? Especially the message, you know, there was no room in the inn. Can you give Jesus room? No. Sorry, Jesus got no room for you. He didn't come in like that. He's a king. He, he's not a wanderer just looking for somewhere to rest his head. He's not a business partner. He's not a personal guru. He's not a personal trainer. He's not my buddy. He's my friend, but he's my master. He's my king. And I'm so glad that I'm in a kingdom like that. Is that the kingdom you're in? Because that's the kingdom of this word. And that's why you think, when are you going to stop talking about the kingdom? We're going to keep going on and on and on and on about the kingdom because that's what we're in. We're into Jesus Christ. We're into the Lord Jesus and a people worthy of his name. And the church has only, only has meaning when it really catches up and says, we're a kingdom people. And if you have any other interest today that takes a priority over the kingdom of God, Change. Because Jesus said, make the kingdom of God your priority. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek this first with every ounce of your being. It's the only thing that matters. Well, what about my career? It matters, but it doesn't matter as much as the kingdom. What about my family? Your family matters, but your family only has meaning when you've put the kingdom first. Kingdom's got to come first in everything, folks. And you say, well, I'm feeling a little bit uncomfortable these days. Praise the Lord. Jesus is an absolute ruler. He makes my heart his throne. He's Lord. I don't make him Lord. I don't make him anything. He is what he is. And he's the king of kings. And we've been talking a lot about the kingdom. We've said the the kingdom of God lasts forever. It's not just us for six months, Tim. It's it's going on and on and on forever. Forever. That's why the kingdom will never never end. Don't worry what's happening between Russia and Turkey right now. The kingdom will outlast Russia. The kingdom will outlast ISIS. The kingdom will outlast everything. And do you know what? We'll still be standing when everything else is gone. Amen. The kingdom of God increases. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Thank you, John. The kingdom of God just doesn't last forever, it just doesn't say the same. It goes it increases. It grows and increases in measure. Wow. All the time. It's increasing, increasing, increasing. It's not the last man standing. It's increasing in magnitude, increasing in power, increasing in magnificence. Amazing. And that because you're a citizen of the kingdom, you are increasing. You are growing. I was just thinking the other day, coming to the end of the year, how much have I increased? Not physically. How much have I increased? In this year, how much has the kingdom increased in me? Where am I now compared to where I was last year? And you're receiving. Not only does the kingdom last forever, not only increasing forever, we're constantly receiving the kingdom. Hebrews says, since we're receiving a kingdom, let's be thankful. It's an attitude of receiving all the time. Yes, we're in it. But we're receiving. There's more all the time. More all the time. That's what Jesus meant when he said, from the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God has suffered violence. And violent men are taking it. Now, that's not a violence. Christians, we're not terrorists. He's not talking about creating terror, suicide bombs. That's demonic. No matter what names it in, it's demonic. We don't need to kill anybody or threaten anybody with death. We have the gospel of the kingdom. The kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. But you have to have an attitude of receiving, of grabbing, of powerful taking it. And this morning, I don't want you to be passive in what we're going to do. I want you to say, I'm involved in this. This is me. I'm not just a passenger. I saw this just a couple of weeks ago when Kerry and I were teaching on the kingdom. And I was teaching on the power of the kingdom and the... What happened was that I was just teaching on miracles and healings of some of the things we've been teaching here and talking about how in everyday life God moves in the power of the, his kingdom. And I was just teaching how in healing and doing the greater works and talking uh, when, when Paul was in, Acts, in Ephesus in Acts 19. And remember he said he was working away and handkerchiefs or cloths and aprons just came and touched him and they took him to the sick and I was just doing the illustration and, and said, uh, can you imagine Paul? He wiped his head and under his armpits and everything. And, and he did. It was, come on. You, you don't buy these on God Channel for $10. That's a con. It's not the kingdom of God, it's a con. You never pay for the gospel. It'll cost you everything you have, but you never pay for it. And some of you need to stop putting your money into some of these charlatans. That's the kingdom word to you today you need to stop putting your money in these charlatans yep. put it in the kingdom Amen. Well yeah yeah I have to say that anyway there I was with this snotty smelly handkerchief and said uh, Paul said well I can't come right now to pray for this person just take that to them and as I he held up my hanky a little lady came up she come, and she took this snotty hanky off me and she stuck it on her head I know she put on her head, and I thought, everybody went, ooh. <laughs> then she went and sat down. I thought, well, that's interesting. In the break, she came up and talked to us and discovered that uh, she was, she'd been very seriously ill. She had high blood pressure. The week before the conference, she'd had a car accident and damaged her legs. And bless her, she was having, she had, having new dentures put in. and She had temporary dentures, and they, they were really causing a lot of pain and she said i woke up in the morning and i said lord i really want you to touch me today i want to engage in your kingdom power that i'm hearing about and the the lord said there'll come a moment when you'll know that if you reach out there'll be a point of faith at which the kingdom will come to you and all you have to do is reach out and you'll know the moment and she said the moment you put the handkerchief out i knew that was my moment i came up and put the handkerchief on my head and i was completely healed I had no idea what was going on. You're receiving a kingdom Amen. all the time. Amen. Now look at two scriptures, if you would, please. There are two scriptures where we often talk about Romans 14:17. We're going to do something very practical this morning. Romans 14:17 well-known scripture we've already quoted it the kingdom of God is in the Holy Spirit the kingdom of God is in the Holy Spirit could you say that with me the kingdom of God, kingdom of God is, in is in the Holy Spirit it's righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Spirit 1 Corinthians 420 It's well-known scriptures. Get them into our heads. 1 Corinthians 4, verse 20. The kingdom of God is not just talking. It's power. It's power. It's ability. It's doing. It's action. That's why Jesus said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will. The dunamis. You will receive all the ability that you need. I'm going to give you something this morning that's going to enable you. You're going to receive some power this morning. You think, are you going to line us all up and lay hands on? No. You're going to do something because I'm going to show you a scripture right now that will enable you in the Holy Spirit and will advance the kingdom. Is that okay? Every day you and I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I trust you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Baptism in the Holy Spirit is a beginning. You're born again, you receive the Holy Spirit, he comes to live within you, you're saved, you're going to heaven. But by the goodness of God, you're going to live many, many years. You need an empowering. Yes. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not the Holy Spirit coming into you again, he's in you already, and Jesus called him the river of living water that will flow from within you. And he begins to flow from within you with the dunamis, the power, the ability of God, and the, the first sign that happens is when you begin to speak in new language, as you begin to speak a new tongue. Speaking in tongues is for every believer. And if you don't speak in tongues, you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, but God intends you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, and you can be baptized in the Holy Spirit just sitting where you are right now. Anything, anytime. But I don't want to emphasize that right now, because for us, that's foundational stuff. But if you haven't had that, you've got to get that. And you can have that this morning, someone will pray for you, or whatever happens, something will happen. But we need to live in the good and the power of the Holy Spirit every day. Amen. get to what I want to share with you now. The Holy Spirit is not a petrol tank that you you fill him up and get filled up with a bottle like a bottle of water, and, and then you empty him out. and then you get filled again. Sunday morning you get filled again, and then you empty out. The Holy Spirit's not like that. You never lose any of the Holy Spirit. You have him all all the time. And if you're thinking, "Oh, I've got to get tanked up." you don't get tanked up. To be filled with the Holy Spirit means to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. He say, Lord, I want more of the Holy Spirit. He says, I can't give you any more. You've got all the Holy Spirit already in you. I want him to take control of you completely. The question is not how much of him I have. The question is how much of me he has. And this morning he's going to get some more of you. And that's why the practical thing we're going to advance the kingdom in a moment the last couple of times i've shared with you we've looked at advancing the kingdom through the power of gratitude we say well you've been telling us for 15 20 years i'll keep telling us because it's important and we looked at that leper remember the leper the 10th leper who not only got healed but came back and got more why because the kingdom increased he received more he got healed, he came back to Jesus and he said, thank you so much for what you've done and Jesus said kingdom's coming again, boom totally restored all his limbs, everything, he got everything back plus more, that's the kingdom of God folks Amen. Amen. be grateful all the, all the time second thing is this, keep saying yes to the Lord yes. all the time, whatever he says to you do it, great things now, turn to a scripture. This is the scripture. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18. Today, the practical thing, how you can advance the kingdom in your life, how you can be filled with the Holy Spirit under the control of the Holy Spirit, Brian, is this, sing. You think, what? Sing. You think, I paid good money for that, you say. Sing. it's so simple all you have to do to keep controlled by the Holy Spirit some of these things one of them is this sing now some of you might say oh I'm not a singer yes you are the Bible wouldn't ask you to do something you cannot do you may not like the sound of your voice that's irrelevant you're not singing for you you're singing to him That's why the Bible says make a joyful noise. (laughs) For us it might well be a noise. But for God it's not a noise. It's a song. Let's read a scripture. Verse 18. Don't get drunk with wine. Which leads to reckless actions. But be continuously filled by the spirit. By speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. That's what we talk about. About speaking and giving thanks and confession. But notice this. Be continuously filled by the Spirit by singing and making music from your heart to the Lord. Read that again. Be continuously filled by the Spirit by singing and making music from your heart to the Lord. Should we read it again? Be continuously filled by the Spirit by singing and making music from your heart. To the Lord. Did you notice what the scripture says? It doesn't say, get filled with the Holy Spirit and then sing. We make it passive. Fill me, Lord, and then I'll praise you. The Bible says, no. You sing and you will be filled. Just, that's how the kingdom advances. God says, you have to do something. You have to give Thanks. You have to say yes. You keep speaking in tongues. You keep sewing. There's lots of things you do. He says, but this morning thing, he says, this is what you do. You sing to me. You sing to me. That's very simple, isn't it? It is. I'm not going to get you up to do solos. It's okay. You remain and I remain under the control of the Holy Spirit, filled with the Spirit as we do certain things. One of them, the Bible says, is singing. That's why there's hundreds of references in the Bible to singing. And we spent some time a while ago now talking about the power of singing. Singing to the Lord and singing to one another. And we've done it. You sing to the Lord. You sing to each other. You can sing over your enemies. Just listen to some of these psalms. Psalm 96, 2 says, Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. You've all gone quiet now because you think, Oh no, we're all going to sing it in the choir. <laughs> James five, thirteen says, Anyone in trouble? He should pray. Oh yeah, I'll do that. Anyone sick? Call the elders. Oh, I do that. Anyone happy? Let them sing songs of joy. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, we, we pray and we call on the elders. Same passage of scripture. Yes. Yes. If you're happy, sing. 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 Psalm 105, verse 2 says, sing to him. Yeah. Sing praise to him. Amen. Tell him all his wonderful acts. The scripture that Deborah read this morning about the 24 elders. Did you notice what they did in Revelation 5? They sang. Yeah. They sang a new song. Yeah. I don't know what the tune was. Maybe he was singing something of the tune. I don't know what the tune was. But they sang. It's, it's you know, it may be what Handel wrote. I don't know. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Do you know that song? You don't. You don't know that song. You may not recognize it, the way I sing it. <laughs> and hath redeemed us by his blood to receive glory. No, no. Sorry, I. I didn't make the choir. There's a psalm, it. Psalm 104 says, I will sing to the Lord all my life. I'll sing praise to God as long as I live. There's an old psalm he's singing. I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. My meditation of him shall be sweet I will be glad I will be glad in the Lord bless thou the Lord O my soul praise ye the Lord bless thou the Lord O my soul praise ye the Lord bless thou the Lord O my soul Praise ye the Lord, bless thou the Lord, O my soul, praise ye the Lord. You have to be a certain vintage to sing that one. Because there's a great story in 2 Chronicles 20 when Jehoshaphat was attacked by his enemies and the Lord said to him through the prophetic word, "Um, you don't have to fight this battle, it's not yours so what what are we going to do and the Lord said sing he said what he said yeah when you go out to fight them all you have to do is sing sing to me can you imagine doing that can you imagine going out in a serious battle thinking what are we going to do where's where's the artillery we haven't got any Charlie you're going first (laughs) what do you want me to do could you just sing a song to the Lord please (laughs) But that's what they did 2 Chronicles 20 that's what it says we we'll look at it, maybe the story another time Jehoshaphat it says uh, he consulted with the people and appointed some to sing for the Lord and some to praise the splendor of his holiness and when they went out in front of the armed forces they kept singing yeah. you know they put the choir out first there are a few choirs I'd like to put out first <laughs> not ours though When they kept singing I, they sang thanks to the Lord and, and you know what they did the moment they began to sing God put an ambush on the enemies. They just kept singing those songs. They weren't like, "What's happening, this Lord?" I'm praising and singing to you. That's all they were doing. The Bible says here that you and I can be continuously filled with the Holy Spirit by singing to the Lord. We make a lot of things right, rightly about speaking in tongues and the gifts of the Spirit, and they're singing with your mind and they're singing with the Spirit. But I really believe part of the advancing of the kingdom for us as a community of people now is that we sing. Amen. You sing when you're on your own. You sing in the car. You sing when you're with friends. You sing. Begin, begin to sing. So, well, I'm not a singer. I'm not talking about listening to music. Yeah. Listening is great. I love listening to music. Listen to music all the time. In fact, it's hard. We were with some friends on Friday night for dinner, and um, they made a great mistake. They put Motown on, or Soul, on, on the CD, and if you're trying to talk, all of a sudden you hear, <laughs> duh, 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 duh. have you seen her? Tell me. Said, <laughs> we had a great night, but sometimes you just think, oh, I just love to get up and boogie right now. and <laughs> and sing." music is wonderful. The Bible says you make music, melody from your spirit to the Lord. And, and we sing with our minds and with our spirits. You see, music... Well, singing is a form of your confession. You believe and you speak. You believe and you speak. You believe and you speak. It's very simple what I want to share to you today. You just believe and you speak. And it's not just speaking. It's also a power of singing. I call singing musical confession. You're You're singing. You're saying words, but you're singing them instead of speaking them. And they have a different kind of power because there's a melody to go with them. And there's a power in music. Um... That's why we have to understand God has created music for himself. God created singing so that you and I can be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the purpose of singing. Now, I'm not against bands and all that stuff. You know I'm not against that. But the real genuine purpose is God said, I'm going to give you an ability to sing to me that you will be filled with my spirit. And that's what happens when when you listen and sing songs. That's why nations have anthems. It was interesting after the, the tragedy in Paris, the awful tragedy, did you notice that so many nations, even the, even the English, at their sporting events sang the Marseillaise? Why? Because says, we want to identify with you. We'll sing your song. Football teams have anthems, don't they? It may not be the greatest thing you want to hear, but uh, teams have songs, one of which is... Uh, you're not singing anymore. <laughs> You're not singing anymore. <laughs> is it why, we, why people sing songs? Some people have our song. Yeah, do you have our song? Do you have a couple do you have? We have the song. not telling you what it is. But last week we were just we were on holiday and uh, we were just sitting there reading something. All of a sudden our song came on. I was about a bar too slow because Diane looked at me and I thought, oh. she said, it's our song. I thought, oh, rats, I should, have, I should have known. I should have said, darling, it's our song. They're playing our song. <laughs> but there's a power in singing. Just the other day, I was, uh, I was in a situation. And um, it was kind of frustrating me a bit. And I, I thought, oh, Lord, what do I want to do? And I've tried to you know, speak in tongues. But I thought, I, I was just frustrated. And the Lord just said, Sing. I said, what should I sing? And um, it's a little song I'm, I'm listening to at the moment. It's a song by, is um, it a Carrie Job? Forever? There's a little bridge in it. And I just began to sing it. And it goes like this. Um, we sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. The Lamb has overcome. We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah, we sing hallelujah, the Lamb has overcome. You know, I was facing a situation, it was really frustrating I me. Mean, as I began to sing it, I just began to sing it. I just began to sing it. Holy Spirit said, keep singing it. Keep, I've overcome, I've overcome, I've overcome. If you're facing something right now, we think, Lord, just sing this with me. We sing hallelujah, we sing, sing, we We sing hallelujah, the lamb has overcome, we sing hallelujah, we sing hallelujah, we sing hallelujah, the lamb, now sing it from your spirit, we sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah, we sing hallelujah, the Lamb is overcome. Sing it again. We... We sing now sing it to the Lord. We sing hallelujah, we sing hallelujah, the Lamb, and again. Um, we sing hallelujah, we sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah, the lamb has overcome. What was going on in you as you began to sing? Some of you, thought, oh. but some of you as you began to sing, something happened to you, and all you did was sing. We sing hallelujah, the lamb has overcome. What was going on? Say again, joy. joy. Why? You had to smile. Are you facing something right now? You're facing. How are you seeing that situation right now? You're at peace now. You're under the control of the Holy Spirit. You were before, but you're facing a situation that's troubling. All of a sudden you say, We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. The Lamb has overcome. The Lamb has overcome. Oh, you do. That's not a technique. Just one moment of my life, the Lord said, do that. Do that. Do it. And you say, but Lord, do it. One of the things that we have to get over is the embarrassment of our voices. Because the Lord says, you sing to me. And I need you to sing right now. Because I want to come bring you under the control of the Holy Spirit by singing. That's all you have to do. You sing. So it's time to sing. That's the message. Not very profound, but it is. It's very simple. The Lord says, I want you to be under control of the Holy Spirit, I want you to advance the kingdom. Through many things that we're bringing today and over the weeks and the months, laying hands on the sick, healing and miracles and all these things. He says, Now, I'm adding something else on now. You're going to be a people and an individual who sings. Who sings. Well, we're going to sing now. Now, the Lord has spoken to us today. This is the time now. What's required of me right now? What is required of you right now is that you sing if you, that's what the Holy Spirit's going to do right now. He wants you to sing. You okay, Dave? Do you want us to stand up or what? Could you all stand up?